Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance. Matt Black with Allstate can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? All right, once again, we are joined by Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun here on Out of Bounds as we preview a little bit of the Florida Gators as well as look back on the bye week for the Razorbacks. But Josh, as always, man, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, we're doing good, man. And I know uh, not having a week of a, a game is quite a change for fans, but also a ch- quite a change for you. So just how do you feel coming out of the bye week and just where, where's your state at? Not only uh, physically, but also mentally. Yeah, I feel really good. I took advantage of the bye week just to get my mind back to football mode. And just, we're looking forward to these next four weeks to really make a strong push to end the season. So do you have anything specific that you did as far as the bye week goes, anything special or unique? Uh, yeah. So Friday, uh, me and my wife went hiking. We went to uh, yellow rock overlook and then um, in the afternoon, we went and got some pedicures. So that was fun. There you go. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, let me see, Saturday morning, we went to the farmer's market in Fayetteville um, on the square. I got um, a, a sourdough loaf and some mozzarella cheese, and we made grilled cheeses with tomato soup because it was rainy and cold. And then after that, we went to the Arkansas basketball game against Purdue, which was phenomenal. It was the first basketball game we've been to. Um, Actually, the only collegiate basketball game we've ever been to. And so to be in such an arena like Bud Walton is just incredible. It was such a unique experience as a fan. Yeah, thanks for letting me know. I was there, too. I would have said, what's up to you, man? (laughs) Yeah, I was I was debating it. uh, That's all good. I don't know. I see you've got a Halloween party to go to tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Eric (laughs) Musselman, like of of all people, which I mean, it's going to be cool because I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't get invites to Halloween parties very often. And I mean, if it's Eric Musselman's, it's gotta be a good time. So yeah, I got, I got to go all out for that. Man. Let me see. I saw your, uh, your poll on Twitter about your costume. Let me see. I don't, I don't have any idea what you could be. Are you given any, <laughs> you, given, you given hints yet? Have you announced what you're going as, or are we supposed to wait till tomorrow? Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's going to be some hints. And if like people see my podcast, which I do on the side, um, I do a video side of it and I dressed up for it. So like my um, podcast, so they'll probably see it there, but, um, it's, uh, do you know the show? I think you should leave. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, I love that show. Do you really? Yeah. Too. Oh Thank my you. goodness. Yeah. yeah. Tim so, Robinson, right? Yes. Yes. So yeah. I'm going, <laughs> I, I'm going as the hot dog, the hot dog meme. Yes. Yes. Oh, Thank you. that's perfect. See, you I need to rent so- a hot dog mobile. Yeah, see, that's what I was hoping. I, I, I like low key was thinking about like crashing it into Muss's house, but not really. Didn't want to do that as far yeah, you as want to get an invite goes. back? If you do that, you're not getting. Yes, invited. exactly. So I'm so glad you uh, understood. I love that, that skit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he you. crashes into the store, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, who did this?" Yeah, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's great. Close okay. your eyes. If you did it, just take your car and leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm so glad you knew that because I was afraid that like people would be like, "Ah, this idiot in a hot dog costume. What does it mean?" But it's it's the actual oh. hot dog costume though, like the same exact one that he wore so i'm so excited that's that's how you got to do it i mean you got to go all in that's right that's right so uh uh so for that actually since we're on the topic do you do halloween stuff do you dress up is that your thing um not usually let me see 
we dressed up this year and last year, but I don't, I never really dressed up as a kid for Halloween because, uh, let me see, when I was like six or seven, we were, we went trick or treating with my uh, family and it was like me and my mom and obviously uh, my brothers are probably too old, but we went to one house and the guy opened his door and I was like, trick or treat. And he looked at me, he's like, aren't you a little old to be trick or treating? Cause I was <laughs> huge. And then after that, I stopped going trick or treating. So, <laughs> yeah, but yes, uh, this, this year we did dress up. Um, let me see last year. I actually had a great costume. I, uh, I wore all black, uh, black jeans and a black t-shirt and I had a piece of paper across my chest that said transfer portal. And uh, that was a big hit. That's good. That's good. <laughs> um, but let me see this, this year we went as, uh, uh, have you seen Nacho Libre with Jack oh, yeah. Black? Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, it was kind of last minute. And so we couldn't find a nun costume. So we went as uh, Nacho Libre and Esqueleto. Oh, perfect. Um, let me see it. I don't know if, will this show up? Sure it will. It. You got that high def camera. Yeah, so okay, you see yeah. that's from the movie, and then that's us. That's amazing. Yeah, I'll probably post it on Instagram. So yeah, well, as long as as long as you're not going as uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, because that's what everyone's doing. So I mean, it's like really, oh yeah, like the amount of people that the couples that are going as Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, that's just the thing. That's the thing. So it's either that or Ken or uh, Ken and Barbie, or Barbie and Ken, or whatever. Yeah, I think um, I think I had a friend go as Oppenheimer. That's that's yeah. So yeah, that's a move. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know. Like I said this is the first time I've dressed up for Halloween in a long time. So got to got to do it. Gotta well, do you're it. you're a little too big. To I know, I know, so. I know. It's just I'm too old for that. I'm too old for that. But uh, you know, when you get an invite though to a party like that, you got to go. And um, and and as much as I could sit here and we could talk about Halloween all of the time, like I know it's a big week for you, not only because you get to be back on the field and back mm -hmm. to playing once again. And uh, there's been some changes and everything, but we'll start with the fact that you're going back to Florida, a place that mm -hmm. you played last year and, and started your career in college. And of course you're from the state of Florida. So uh, now that we're getting closer to that point, I mean, it was always been on the schedule, but now that the week is here, just what's kind of your emotions and, and everything as far as going into this game and playing in a stadium that you've played in many times before. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely excited. I mean, we could pretend like this is just any other game on the schedule. And for some of my teammates, maybe it is just another game for us to prove ourselves and get a, get a victory that we need and build momentum for the rest of the season. But it's, it's definitely special for me. And I would be lying if I said I was treating it like any other game. Um, it, it, this game means a lot to me just from that's where I started my career. I grew up, um, being around just the Florida Gators and I know what it would mean for me personally and us as a team to go into the swamp and come out with a victory. So when you're going down there, I assume you're going to have a lot of family members and, and mm -hmm. people showing up. Just uh, have you talked to any of your family members, especially your immediate ones, as far as how the emotions will be for them, you know, going in to watch their son play once again, or their relative play once again in that same stadium, but this time wearing red and white, or I guess in the case white and red instead of uh, orange and blue. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I think, um, so last year, my, I think my dad or my mom didn't go to my, my last game in the swamp um, because I had to watch my nephews. And so to just get one more final, hey, this is the actual last game in the swamp for me, um, to give them another shot at being there and just 
hopefully this time <laughs> my last game in the swamp i didn't win so hopefully this this last game in the swamp will win but uh it's just going to be good to my my in-laws and my sister-in-law and uh, both of my sister-in-laws and their families will be able to come to the game and uh it, it means a lot for them to be able to come just because arkansas is so far away from them um, that they're not able to make the trip every every game at least so um i think my i think my nieces will be in attendance and so that's cool um gonna be able to get some pictures with them on the swamp so i'm assuming you still have some friends that are on the team still have you have you talked to any of them heading up into this uh into this game or anything yeah you'd be uh you'd actually be surprised i don't i don't really know most of the people on the team anymore just because i was sort of around the older guys who either went to the league or aged out and then a lot of them transferred when i was gone so i have let me see the through the, the center and the left side, I believe I'm friends with um, both of the centers that have been playing. I'm friends with I, and then everyone else on the offense, I know, but we weren't other than the tight ends. Um, I wasn't really necessarily close with. Um, I think uh, if any Gator fans are watching this, Taylor Spierto just got put on scholarship there. Uh, I was buddies with him just because uh, for a little bit, my locker was next to everyone in the, and Gator, in Florida's locker room, they had what was called the walk-ons corner. Um, and so I kind of hung out back there just because I had a, a good friend of mine who was transferred from Akron, and his locker was back there. So I spent a lot of – so I know all the walk-ons and former walk-ons that are playing now. Um, but on the defensive side, I – I mean, I know the starting D end, and I know the backup interior guys, but they have just so many transfers that came in last year that are on defense. I uh, – I mean, I don't know most of them, it's sad to say, but, and then, I mean, cornerbacks, I'm an offensive lineman, we don't really interact that much. So, I mean, I know them, but we're, <laughs> I don't know if they remember my name. Yeah. Which I mean with Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman here, thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. Now, Josh, I'm sure you've, you've, met, you've answered this question before, uh, but just for maybe those of our listeners that may not be aware, um, people are always fascinated to hear and to know reasons of why a player ends up transferring to a certain school or just ends up transferring altogether. Uh, but as far as for you, uh, what went into the decision to transfer? Cause I'm sure that wasn't an easy thing to do to you know, leave mm -hmm. a school that you commit to as a freshman and then, you know, where you're from and then in the state. So just uh, kind of walk us through what that decision process was like and uh, what ultimately led to the decision for you to transfer out of Florida. Yeah. So we went through a coaching change after my second year, um, coach Napier came in. And it just ended up not being a good fit um, personality wise. And so I, I knew I was going to transfer. Um, the decision I made to transfer when I did um, going into the bye week was solely because I knew I was transferring. And at the time I could not graduate from the University of Florida unless, uh, so my degree is in classical studies. And the last class I needed um, that semester was my capstone course which was a term paper, which was, uh, we met Wednesdays from three to six, which is right in the middle of practice. So I wasn't able to take that class. And so since I already knew I was going to transfer, I wanted to be a UF alumnus. And so I needed to graduate and I needed that, I needed that class specifically to graduate. So I had to leave the team in order for me to take the class, which allowed me to graduate in the fall last year. So now, I mean, I'm almost a year into my MBA which wouldn't have been possible if I didn't leave the team when I did, which uh, I mean, it, it hurts me to say that because on the outside, it looks like I abandoned my brothers and technically I did. Um, 
but I talked extensively to the offensive line, or at least my close friends on the offensive line and some other positions, they fully understood my decision process. And I hope they don't hold it against me that that's the decision I made. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'll find out Saturday when we go back, I'll ask them, I'll be like, Hey, do you, you hold a grudge against me? And then I think they will, if the outcome's in our favor, but I'm excited. This, uh, <laughs> it'll be good. Well, and I, and I don't want to keep harping on because I know I want to talk to you about uh, some of the other things going on with you guys right now while you're at Arkansas. But um, I, I'm curious just from a player's perspective and you going through that process from an outsider's perspective, at least it's, it's kind of like, you know, do these do players talk to each other about transferring? Does it, does it lead up to that point? Is it something that they keep close to the chest? And then, you know, when they announce it is when they tell everybody like, what is that like in a light in a locker room, especially in a modern day college football where, you know, transferring is just part of the game. And I think that there's a lot mm -hmm. of positives and sometimes there can be some negatives, but just from a player's perspective, like what is that like with teammates and, and, and other people like leading up to that point? I won't speak for other positions just because offensive line is very different where we're, our personalities are very different. So at least when I, when I went through the process last year, I talked with, my teammates, my offensive linemen um, just sort of went through different scenarios and options with them, got their input. Um, when some of them went in the portal, they got my input. I remember a buddy of, me, a buddy of mine called me. Um, let me see, was that? I don't remember. It was sometime in December. And he said, hey, man, I have these two schools who are interested in me. The reality is going to one school is X and the reality is going to another school is Y. And he sort of laid it out for me and he knew what decision he wanted to make. He just wanted me to, he wanted to know he wasn't being facetious or silly for making the decision he's making. And so that's how it was from my point of view. Now there's other places, other people might be different. Um, I know some positions, all they care about is who's going to give me the most NIL. And I think offensive line, that's not the first thing. And a lot of transfers, um, minds. It's mainly is, is this a good fit for me? And am, am I going to be developed? Um, I know the, for me, at least a strength and conditioning coach was a huge factor in my decision. Um, I mean, when I decided to come to Arkansas, I boiled down to, because I'm married, I had to focus on, is my wife going to like living here? Is she going to have um, things to do here from whether that's school or job or just life in general is, and then it was strength and conditioning coach. Is he going to develop me into an SEC offensive lineman and is the offensive line coach going to develop me to be able to if I want to have the option to play at the next level so those are the decisions that I those are the factors that I base my decision off of um, and I think it's similar I'm just talking to other offensive linemen who have transferred and friends of mine who have transferred they also look into that um, now quarterbacks a whole different world I mean cornerbacks linebackers i I, I have no idea. Yeah, quarterbacks. I I wouldn't even know where to begin with that. I they're, yeah. they're telling the type of pro, like processing and and everything that goes into that. But um, I know it's been, of course, last time we had a chance to catch up with you, uh, we discussed the the changing of the offensive coordinator as Danny Ness was relieved of his duties, and uh, Kenny Guyton, the wide receiver coach, has now mm -hmm. moved into that role as quarterbacks coach and offensive coordinator. A week has gone by, and I know there's still plenty of uh, time and plenty of things to do and get prepared for this game against Florida, but just kind of give us an overall feel of how everything's gone with Kenny Guyton as the offensive coordinator and 
Uh, ha have there been some pretty significant, I wouldn't call them improvements, but maybe just some differences and some changes as uh, the week's gone on? Yeah, there'll be definitely some some big differences. Um, I think the fans will enjoy the differences more. Um, I personally hope that the differences result in more points being scored, um, just from an offensive statistic standpoint. But uh, I think we as an offense are excited to go out and show the developments we've made this past week. And then on Saturday will be these past two weeks. But we just want to put a product out on the field that we can be proud of. And I think Coach Guyton's getting us to the point where we're going to be able to do that. And I'm excited to go. We're all excited to go lay it out on the field on Saturday and let the chips fall where they may. So just at, at a personality perspective, like I, I'm curious, because I've only, I think, talked with Coach Guyton a couple of times. But uh, as far as now him getting into this role where before, I don't know how, how much dealings you had with him as a wide receivers coach, but here you are now uh, dealing with him as uh, the offensive coordinator. Just how has his personality been? Is it, is it more the energize? Is it, is it more of the, uh, you know, the, the layback and, and see how it all plays out? Just kind of what's that been like now that he's gotten into this role as the OC? Yeah, I would say definitely energized. He, I mean, he's taking this offense by the reins and really driving us in the direction that he wants us to go. And we all have total faith that he's going to, so to speak, lead us to the promised land. And we all expect to score a lot of points on Saturday and we're, we're excited to, I mean, I'm excited to see him call plays and I'm sure it was a dream of his to be an offensive coordinator at some point. And although none of us expected it to be in this fashion, um, just because the, the situation and how this happened is sad and not something you want to go through. It's still, it's a good thing for him just for him to get this opportunity and he's taken full advantage of it. And, I'm excited to see what happens on Saturday and we're going to, I'm excited to get to practice tomorrow or I guess in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on when this plays, you know? Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to be on the field right now. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're probably running late. You might want to get there pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I see. That's the thing like with, uh, I think there's always, you know, like you mentioned, it's kind of a sad thing whenever it had to be the circumstances, but there's also just a new yeah. energy and a new excitement anytime something's new like that. And I guess that's the case of, you know, like Sam Pittman, uh, Coach Pittman talked about uh, last week and even this week as far as, uh, you know, lowering the volume of, of the playbook and, and trying to just focus in on, you know, what the team's good at and the strengths and everything. Obviously, I'm not saying give away your game plan, but uh, what when he, when he talks about lowering the volume of the, of the playbook, just – what does that entail? Is it just a matter of, oh, just certain formations, certain plays? Is it a matter of the type of play calls? Like, what, what is that? What does that mean, lowering the volume of the playbook? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to give too much away. Essentially, oh, it's fine. it means <laughs> reducing the playbook. Um, and that's all I'll say on that. Hey, that works. That works. I can say, listen, I want it. I want y'all to have every advantage you can too. Here, so you I can guess. ask me that next week and we I'll go in depth because we have, we already have a game on film. Yeah. No, what it'll be is you guys will score like 60 points and it'll be like that right there. That's, that's what, that's how <laughs> yeah. you, that's how you lower the volume. Yeah. <laughs> of the volume player. lowered. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring a bunch of points, man. So, uh, yeah. And I, and I've, that kind of leads me into the next thing too. Uh, of course, uh, KJ Jefferson, we talked about quarterbacks. And, you know, he, he's the guy that uh, has obviously had a lot of success in this conference and 
Uh, you know, I know it's been frustrating for everybody on the offense, but at the quarterback position, it's always one that, uh, you know, he's, he's got so many tools and so much talent, but just as far as uh, what you've seen around and being around him, have you noticed any change in change in him as far as how he's taken on this role? Cause I'm sure as, as tough as it's been for a lot of people uh, for KJ, mm -hmm. especially it's, it's been uh, quite a roller coaster. Just how do you feel like he's handled uh, the change and in, in assuming into this new role with Kenny guy, not only as his new OC, but also as his quarterback coach now. Yeah, he's, he's the leader of the team. I mean, we go as he goes on the offense, especially, and he's a great athlete. He can make some great plays. And I think he's getting back into just being comfortable with being who he is. He's not, uh, I mean, I don't know a lot about the quarterback position. I play guard and I mean, stereotypically guards are not the smartest on the offensive line. So I won't speak out of turn, but I, I didn't play with him last year in years prior, so I can't say he's returning to his old form because I never saw his old form. But he definitely seems to be more natural and seems to be more himself as we go out to practice at least. I see him smiling and, and having some fun. And I mean, I think that's going to result in better play on Saturday, just seeing him enjoying the game more. So does that mean you can give me your power rankings of the smartest offensive line positions to the, to the least is like, is there, I didn't know there was a, a tier of uh, who's. Yeah. The I mean, I think line. statistically, uh, I mean, what does the NFL use? What's that test called? The, uh, the one. Oh, the, uh, yeah. 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 I think statistically it goes center and then tackle and then guard. Oh, see, I didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I, I thought that they were, I just, oh, really? I, just, well, I just thought that I assumed that they were all, all offensive linemen. I mean, I know that there's different skill sets, but it's like, yeah. Um, I, I mean, we, uh, we actually were talking about this as an offensive line today in the locker room after practice. I said, uh, I was talking to Amari and Patrick Kudis and I said, uh, what do you call a smart guard? And I was like, you call him the center. And they're like, Oh, and I was like, what do you call an athletic guard a tackle? And so, I mean, centers, generally are the smartest in my opinion just because they have to know the offense in and out and they have to know all the spots and identify the fronts and then at tackle you have to deal with um not only what we're doing as an offense but you also have to read leverage of the corners and the safeties to see where they're bringing pressure and alert the quarterback and running back and the center if you see something like if the if the safety's off the hash and the corner's pressed or his eyes are in the backfield and he's capped by the safety you uh there's a higher likelihood of the corner blitzing. And so you need to alert the center and the center or the running back um, that they need to be aware of the corner coming. And so uh, I once had a coach tell me that to be a guard, all you have to be is your job is to move people and you don't need to be smart to move people. The smarter you are at guard, the more questions you ask. And it's really not a question position. It's that guy's in front of you, you move him. And then when he moves, you move the other guy. And so I think that's uh, a lot. A lot of the reasons why I struggle is because I try to complicate the guard position. Yeah. So you I'm try like, well, what if this happened? He's like, no, you just you just move that guy. That's all you have to do. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. You you just need to you need to not be so smart, man. You need to not have uh, so much intelligence behind you, man. You gotta gotta work with that. Oh, no. Well, that, that was gonna be because I know we talk about cross training and everything. Like, what if? And I'm not saying this would ever happen, but I'm just curious what your reaction would be. What if, like, Coach Pittman came in and it was about to be like, you know, game, it's game time. He's like, hey. Josh, I got to move you to center. Like, is, would that be something you could do? Like, cause I, you know, I've, I know cross training is a thing and seeing guys, but like, I mean, I, you talk about the center being an, obviously like pregame. 
Well, yeah. Like, well, if you ask me like, to play center, like as we're going like, out on the field. Yeah, maybe not like right out of kickoff, like right before you get <laughs> out of the huddle, just be like, hey, by the way, like no, I'm, but like if it was pretty late notice, whether it's the day before or that week or whatever, like is that something you would like feel like you could do? Mentally, I could do it. I have never really snapped. So physically, I don't know if I could play center on short notice. Now give me a week. I will work on snapping. But uh, um, when I, when I cross train, like we've sp spoken for, spoken on before, I usually just flex out to tackle and then work tackle spot. So I think I could play tackle before I could play center. But um, I mean, mentally, I think I could handle it. It's just, I, uh, I like to wear gloves when I play and I don't know if I could snap with a glove and I don't know if I could play without gloves. So <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll see. And now that makes me wonder, like, because obviously you've been, uh, I assume, a big guy your whole life, probably played offensive line for the most part your whole life. Was there ever mm -hmm. a different position you played when you were in football, like when you was a kid? Like, and if there was, yeah. did you enjoy it? So in eighth grade, my dad knew I was going to play offensive line long term. And he wanted me to just enjoy football. And because, I mean, offensive line isn't, it's not, you're not, mm, you're not really playing football when you play offensive line. You're playing offensive line. I mean, we don't we don't touch the ball unless you're the center, and then you only snap it, and then you you move people. It's it's a very physical position. You're not running on the edge and scoring a touchdown and celebrating and all that stuff. You're it's very violent and physical. And so he wanted me to experience what it's like to play other positions. So in eighth grade, um, I played tight end. Um, I lived in East Texas at the time, and so I'm sure you could find my huddle highlights on online somewhere. Um, it was Hallsville, Texas, and yeah, I played tight end in eighth grade. I was pretty good. Was pretty yeah, good. yeah. So like, was it like? I mean, so you know, you enjoyed doing tight end, and just was like, all right, well, offensive line, I'm yeah. Gonna back too. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little too big to play tight end, like long term, and uh, I knew I would have better successes playing offensive line and so that's what i went with well i'd say it's working out so I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's obviously doing something good by you so uh but last one for what you get out of here josh i know we talked a little bit about halloween to, to start the deal and everything and so I, i'm just curious just for fun's sake um two questions one we'll start with the first one what was your favorite halloween costume you ever rocked because i know you talked about the the one you wore for macho libre but like what was the what was your favorite one you ever wore as, as a kid or anything no, it'd have to be the Nacho Libre one. Okay. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorite movies. So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Of all time. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a great movie. Jack Black has three movies where he plays like this caricature of people. He has Nacho Libre, Bernie, and the Polka King. And so if you like Jack Black and you like Nacho Libre, so Bernie's about this guy in East Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't ruin the go watch Bernie if you like yeah. Texas and you like Jack Black and then the Polka King he is a polka singer and he's scamming a bunch of people and it's 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 interesting um, so those are my three Jack Black recommendations but yeah it's one of my favorite movies I've seen it probably 40 times see because yeah Bernie's that is that the one with Matthew McConaughey in it too I think he's in it uh, like he's like a is it a funeral home or something yeah I okay. think I think I've it was, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, was, I was trying to make sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah. Because I think Matthew McConaughey was in it and um, he was like a detective or a police officer or something. But yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen it. But yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, yeah, that's, he's in it. Matthew McConaughey's in it. And okay. 
that's that's the only people I know, and it's Jack Black and Matthew McConaughey. That's all that matters. So, okay, so that was your first one. Now, second one is the go-to Halloween candy. I mean, because everyone's got their go-to mm. candy that they have or that they love, and it could be for Halloween or just in general. But like, what's the go-to for you? I like Butterfingers. I think that's my okay. final okay. answer. All right. So is what's like yours? Actually, well. See, the thing is, it's like, man, it just depends on the mood I'm in. But, like, if I'm going with Halloween candy, like, I was always a Skittles guy. Like, Skittles mm. and Starburst. But I feel like later in life, I actually started warming up to more of the, the chocolate bar stuff. So, like, I love a payday because yeah. I love peanuts and, like, caramel. Mm. So, I, I, dude, I can, I, can, I can screw around and mess with the payday. But also, like, Sour Patch Kids, too. So, it's just like, I got a sour, yeah. I got a chocolate, and I got, a, like, a fruit. But, yeah. man. When I, I was just, younger, I really liked those uh, the Krabby Patty gummies. You know, they would, uh, did you ever, I don't know. You may have been, I don't know how old you are. So. <laughs> how old do you think I am, Josh? That's the question. Like, I would love to know how old you think I am. Let me see. How old am I? All right. So I'm 22 and I have a brother who's 26 and a brother who's 30. So I'm going to say you're 28. Man, you just made my day. Really? Uh, no, I've, I've scored another touchdown. Uh, I'm 35, actually. So No way. Yeah. Yep. Turn 35 yeah, this, this month. Yeah. I know. Thank you, Josh. You just made my day. Well, oh, it's the beanie. You know, that's I, what it is. Yeah, it has to be. It, has, it, has to be it de-ages you seven years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I didn't know anything about the, uh, the Krabby Patty gummies, but I know what like, yeah. the show of SpongeBob and everything. So. Yeah. So, they have, uh, they have these gummies that are Krabby Patties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that and Butterfingers are my favorite candy, I guess. But uh, I guess I'm a Starburst guy, too, if I have to go fruity. Yeah. yeah. The only problem about those is that they're always coming wrappers, and it's just like I already have to wrap, and then I have to unwrap it again, and it's just <laughs> annoying. So I can't go, get to it fast enough. But, Josh, man, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. Always great to catch up with you. Uh, enjoy your trip down to back down into Gainesville. I know it's a special one for you. and. I uh, can't wait to talk to you about next week and hopefully talking about uh, an SEC win. Will you be making the trip? I originally was going to, but I was mm -hmm. unable to uh, get it to work out in a time. So uh -huh. I was pretty bummed because I've never been. I've never been to Gainesville. So I was really looking forward to it, but just have to wait, you know, another like eight years or however long it's going to take <laughs> for that team to happen. True. So, yeah, but we appreciate it, man. Have fun and uh, look forward to catching up with you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a great day.